Hello, everyone. This is You Press Play Entertainment every Mondays at noon. I am one of the hosts, Elliot Rodriguez. I'm the entertainment editor. I'm Colby Guy. I am the editor-in-chief of the University Press. I'm Zachary Weinberger. I'm currently a staff writer at the University Press. He's uh, the ex-editor-in-chief. Ex-editor-in-chief, yeah. yeah. Nice to meet you guys. So so today, I think we're just going to... I'll start off by, like, just, I guess, showing some records. You know, we have some... Um, start off with some music and everything, what we've been, what we've been listening to. And so I pulled... Um, this week, actually, this week's actually a really special week, at least for me, because we have something called Dilla Day uh, on February 7th or 15th. It depends. Uh, February 7th is this man's birthday right here, Dilla, Jay Dilla. And um, every, like it's every, what do you call it? Every year, the hip hop community kind of throws a little something in um, in honor of him from his, because he, you know, he passed away uh, a while back. So it's got a, what, we got one of the most influential hip hop albums. Which is donuts? This baby, this is gonna stay sealed. We got another. We got another album pr- produced solely by him from one of his. What do you call it? One of his friends, Fat Cat and Frank and Dank. Then we have the first album, the first studio album. Fantastic. So I got. I got a lot of stuff from this guy. This guy's. This guy's amazing. But um, I want to hear what you guys have been. What do you call it? What you guys have been listening to and everything? Because I know not everyone collects vinyls. So. Well, before I before I share it, uh, I want to ask a couple questions about the artist you just. Kind of mentioned. So, like, when first of all, when did he die, and when was he popular? So he was he was like a big what do you call it? Or he was big in like he he, he kind of got more noticed like after death, you know what we call it. He oh, I forgot exactly when he died. He died in he died February tenth, but his birthday is on February seventh. Um, not a lot of people know this, but there's also another influential person. His name is Nujibes. They had the same birthday, and they're like the same they kind of influence what a lot of people know is lo-fi hip-hop he also made a couple um he made the i don't know if you're familiar with samurai champloo or anybody out there is familiar with samurai champloo but new Jibis made the soundtrack to that and it's regarded like one of the best um you know animes slash you know soundtracks ever but no he was big he was big on um bro he made pretty much he worked with everyone everyone but you didn't know it was like low-key with it so he didn't really get recognized too much he was underground you know like we know as underground for a while and he died back in 2006 february 10th and his birthday's february 7th and dilla day slash new best days i i would say like you know february 7th um because that's when the birthdays are but um but yeah no he's worked with i don't know if you heard like eric he's worked with erica badu uh common you know what do you call it he's worked with buster rhymes he's worked with like a plethora of people so it's like insane the stuff you the stuff you've done um, I mean, I'll, I'll have to check them out. I mean, listen, I during the pandemic, obviously, and since we're still in it, I've always wanted to like broaden my horizon when it comes to music. I feel like I listen to the same artist every day, and it doesn't even get old. But obviously, I'm, well, recently, and I hate to be like one of the, the crowd that's like, you know, I listened to them after they they died. But recently, obviously, with MF Doom, because I never really listened and never 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 really got into his music. I, yeah. I got into it after people kept telling me to do it. And, I can see why it's absolutely amazing. And yeah, no, the final collection, also, I mean, I'm it's small because I, I just started it, um, but oh. I, I pretty much don't have I don't have more newer stuff, you know. No, that's fine. Neither do I. I mean, these are just like this is like the tip of the iceberg of my collection. But um, oh shit. But um, huh. but what do you call it? No, man, definitely like like Doom, D- Doom it. What do you call it? Doom did some stuff to Dilla, to Dilla's um beats. I remember he did stuff to like. Check definitely if you check out Dilla, check out Donuts because this album is it it, it like it influenced the gen like generation like Kanye, 
um like for like, like everyone that you think of mainstream now pretty much was like you know in, really influenced by dilla uh flying lotus well what do you call it um like i know tell the creator and like you know odd future and all them were ex- inspired by doom so yeah, man, check it out. Definitely check out Donuts, and I'll just I'll send you some stuff. I love putting people. Up. Oh, please. Yeah, <laughs> I know you got a, a ton of Jay Della songs on our little UP newsroom playlist. Oh uh, yeah, and right. I've been pumping that. That's been that's a good playlist, bro. That's one just one of my heroes, like mm-hmm. legit one of my heroes. I got a picture of him right there every time. So like you know he's a huge, he changed my life. It's like it's a huge expression. It's like Jay Dilla changed my life, and he really did he changed a lot of people's life. I mean, I mean, oh the Donuts album. He he made this on his literal deathbed, like his actual deathbed. He he no. he, he had lupus, and um he had lupus for a while, and in the hospital, uh people like another hero of mine, Madlib, and uh, you know a friend of theirs, mutual friend J Rock, who was a DJ for like you know a lot of the shows, they would just go and dig for him and bring him just like albums. And Dilla, you know, was like. He, he couldn't really, couldn't walk. He couldn't do anything, but he would, you know, tell the, the lady to just like the nurse, like get him up. He'll go to his MPC, which is how he made the beats. He'll take the, the vinyl, he'll sample it in and he'll just chop it up. He made it on his literal deathbed. So that's why it's also like, like a really like important piece of my life. Cause like, it's, I don't know many people that would give their life to music like that and, and make such a, you know, like lay the blueprints of, of, of hip hop. So that was That's really hip-hop. impressive too, how he, he worked through all of that and he put so much passion into a piece like that. And it still comes out and is one of his better albums just from dealing with all that. Like that's just a true like feat of strength to do something like that. So I know, yeah. that's really respectable. And I got to like dedicate time to listening to the album from start to finish for sure. Oh yeah, no, this is, you know, this is just, um, it's, it's not, it's just, it's renowned as, you know, obviously one of the best hip hop albums, just because it was such a different style than a lot of people, you know, a lot of people were making a lot of boom bap or a lot of gangster stuff. And Dilla was just, you know, he was, well, a lot of people were sampling like a lot of soul records, a lot of jazz records, you know, just like the normal stuff. But then Dilla and Madlib were so like, so out there with their music, they were sampling like prog rock, Afro fusion, jazz fusion, like Afro, like Ethiopian things. So it was just like, and, you know, he just got, like, a different sound. And it was just his ear, man. No one could beat his ear. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for y'all to tell me, um, to, to tell me what you thought of him, thought of Donuts and everything. It's going to be a little out there. It's going to definitely be different from what you heard. But it's um, maybe after a couple of listens, you'll actually, you know, be like, damn, this guy, I, I can see why he's renowned as literally, like, one of the best hip-hop producers. But, hell, yeah, man. Like, yeah. when, it, when it comes to that though I, I i always find it interesting how like kind of you said like he kind of laid the groundwork he was the foundation and stuff like that but like literally like and maybe it's because i'm, I'm just living under a rock i don't know i <laughs> i barely heard this guy's name and i feel like that again we always hear like nowadays we always hear about the travis scotts and the Kanye west and, and on and on and on and we never hear about the people that maybe created these guys and kind of laid the boundaries for them so uh, i'm definitely down and when it comes to that by the way i mean listen I'm all for music recommendations. I need some. Um, and I think we'll probably plug our like social media accounts a little later, but for anybody <laughs> listening, send us some because we yeah. want to check it out. Yeah, so. man. Any anything. It doesn't it doesn't matter what it is, you know. The, if you can if you can broaden your or expand your musical horizon, then that just, you know, you can just keep digging down the rabbit hole and you find like, you know, an outlet that you may have never discovered or even thought was, you know, like existed. 
And, you know, maybe you love it, maybe you don't, but it's all just to show the love, man, because music's meant to be shared with one another. So that's that's the, that's the thing right there. Not to get, not to get yeah. super philosoph- uh, philosophical, but damn. I mean, I think that's the beauty of art as a whole, right? Obviously, I mean, this is all entertainment. We could, we'll talk about music, we'll talk about movies and movies, yeah. television shows, whatever. And it's yeah. all it's all share the same thing. It's all subjective. And it, it, just the fact that people can talk about it and share the love for it is pretty cool. So. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, honestly like some entertainment stuff like arts like music and film can kind of change your life and kind of make you have a better sense of feeling of what's going on in life like I've had similar experiences with it where an artist like I definitely attribute to kind of helping me grow is Mac Miller and um, his album Swimming and uh, some of his other work kind of has that type of message that helps you grow and um, learn some things. Same thing with Lonerism by Tame Impala. I've written articles about both of these albums on uh, the UP's website, but music just has a way of kind of taking you and it does uh, and teaching you something or coming into your soul yet doing it in a way that is just beautiful. So that's just the beauty of music, man. Yeah, yeah, I wish I wish I could have gotten into Mac Miller. Um, I have honestly haven't really listened to a lot of his stuff, but um, I know the stuff I have listened to. Like I saw his um Rhythm Roulette on Mass Appeal. Um, was it Mass Appeal? Yeah. So and 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 you know all those rhythm. If you haven't seen it, check it out because it's freaking awesome. Um, all those like Rhythm Roulettes, it's crazy. They go um like artists blindfold themselves, go to like the record shop, and they pick three records, and they just make a beat from that. Um, either combining all the records and trying to make one like cohesive thing or you know taking different things from parts of the records and making different joints but um so mac was definitely mac was sick that was i, w- I wanted to get into them for sure but i gotta listen to more of the stuff same yeah. here. I'm, I'm a big mac miller fan and i somehow have not watched that so i have to watch that now thank you elliot yeah 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 it's uh rhythm rhythm roulette rhythm roulette you know like, rhythm roulette mac miller one percent sure but zach i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put y'all on some on some um some good stuff i got a lot of i got a lot of music <laughs> i got a lot of music i'll put you guys on a lot of mf doom stuff a lot of dill a lot of madly stuff and another artist that i was like low-key sleeping on for the longest time that i've now just came around along to liking is tyler the creator i, I roasted him for the longest time for a lot of people heard. don't like him i don't know why i love tyler I do, but I think, like now I love him. Like I was listening to Flower Boy, I think the album is, right? Am I correct? Yeah, Flower Boy, yeah. Yeah, like that's not, that's one of my favorite albums now. Just like the creativity behind that album. I, I love that album now. A lot of people, like I said, I, th- I think it's just like how he's really out there. Like he's an inspiration to me in the sense that like he's super just creative um, with his, what do you call it? If I mean, I'm coming from like a musical standpoint, but like, you know his. I love his chord progressions. I love the way he he arranges his his you know his tracks. Um, and they kind of sound like orchestral, like, like especially Igor. You know, um, his use of synths like is 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 amazing. Like you know, just like everything kind of just is like really cohesive and is just like orchestral. Like it's, it's like he's a composer. Um, you know, just telling everybody what to do and it's just he's a lot of people really don't like him though. I don't know why. Especially with Rex Orange County, because I'm also a big Rex Orange County fan. Oh, yeah. like any any song with those two artists on it is gonna slap. Yeah, yeah. He saw he's he's he did Cali Uches, Rex Orange County, Playboy Playboy 
party. Everyone, everyone. Like, I mean, it's Tyler the Creator. He's freaking awesome. Like, he's so good at just mixing his his music, like p- putting a, a song together that like he could make a song with like anyone. But yeah, Tyler Tyler the Creator really does uh, mix well with everyone, and um, his his editing and just overall just vibe just fits with anything so all right so i have a hot take on tyler creator maybe it's not a hot take i don't know let, let me let me know i really do not dig his older stuff at all I, I i think it's almost unbearable to listen to um that's just my opinion however his recent stuff flower boy igor i think is excellent um basically kind of the, the genre that i really do like when it comes to hip-hop and an alternative and stuff like that so uh, to me, I mean, maybe it's a hot take this one as well, but I think Igor's his best work, uh, and Flower Boy's pretty close. But the first couple albums, I just do not dig. Yeah, I mean, he's a lot like a. I know that's like a big thing when that comes up. I think it's just I don't know. Who's? I don't know. I don't know to be honest. I I wasn't too. I wasn't crazy on like. What was it? What was it? I'm going back to my playlist just because like I have it. Some things to learn and inspiration, like. I dig I dig some stuff from Cherry Bomb. I dig some stuff from from what do you call it? Who from Whoville that um it was like a I don't know that we made I don't know if you know about um yeah no I I I I know what you mean. I just I just feel like it was just his his like like kind of he kind of sprouted to to actually find himself because he was like you know like rapping like heavy with like odd future during all that stuff but then he just kind of branched out and did his own thing um because i remember in like another i think a grammy interview he was like he's like why why is like my stuff not under pop but why does it have to be categorized as urban like so i know he was trying to i think get out of like that kind of thing back into like the pop realm um because like whenever like i don't know a black artist does something like this it automatically gets categorized into urban or something like that and why can't it just be pop and um I don't know. So it was just, I've freaking just, yeah, I, got, I got into him kind of late too. I got into a lot of people late, but. um. Me too. It's the same thing happened with me and Tyler. Um, yeah. And I don't know. Cause I, I, again, like I always do just because I'm a, I'm a little like picky like that. I need to start from the beginning. I don't care if it's like a the latest album was the best. I need to start from the beginning. And, and I mean, I don't, I don't mind the hard rap. I, I like a, other, a lot of artists that, that do that sort of stuff. I just, I don't know. Maybe it was his voice with it that I really didn't like or the lyrics that he was saying, but. Igor and Flower would definitely stick with me more, I feel. Um, and so an artist that I've obviously been listening to, not just now, but just forever now, and Colby sort of mentioned him before, was obviously Tim and Paula. And I, I got into them uh, kind of in my later years of high school and from a friend. And uh, I just think right now, to me, they're, they're my favorite modern act at the moment. Um, obviously, their last album, Slow Rush, was my favorite album of last year. Um and to me, Currents is a masterpiece. I think it's one of my, it's one of my, definitely one of my favorite, al- favorite albums of all time. And uh, I just don't know what it is that psychedelic rock mixed in with the kind of pop with Currents. And, you know, the, you can see the progression they've had, obviously, with Inner Speaker, their first one. And then obviously, Kobe reviewed Lonerism, which um, mm. I guess a hot take saying, like, out of the four albums, that's probably my least favorite, but it's still a really good album, really strong stuff there. Um, Tim Park is amazing. It's always on repeat, man. That guy is, that guy, I, I honestly, to be honest, I haven't really heard of anything from Tim Impala. I know really? of Tim Impala, and I, and I, and I, and I, I know of Kevin Parker because he writes for a lot of freaking people. Oh, yeah. 
like he's like really a, like a like crazy good artist um Kim Parker but like I obviously I just haven't sat down and like listened to any of their stuff I need to I need to but what they remind me of is like the seven I you know it's like that 70s kind of vibe mixed with like you know the new um alternative alternative stuff I don't want to say alternative pop stuff but they're very like psychedelic like in a way like creating a new sound like um like how Jimi Hendrix did or or you know the freaking like the beat like back in that kind of era and everything that's that's the vibe i always get from them and, and here's the thing you, i mean you like of, arctic monkeys then also they're huge also well, i like arctic monkeys absolutely arctic monkeys are um i i hear the one thing that i guess one of the reasons why i love tim and paul so much is because i mean i, I guess it's a normal thing to say but i mean the beatles are my favorite band i know it's a normal thing to say yeah. you know, it is because obviously they're always considered the greatest but they are i mean i just hate to say no it. they're awesome i mean it's not a normal thing to say it's just they're I mean, pretty good it is and it isn't but whatever but like Kevin Parker, when I first heard Inner Speaker, the first album, the first couple songs in there, I mean, the guy just sounds almost like identical to John Lennon back in the mm-hmm. 60s and 70s. Like, it's absolutely mm-hmm. amazing. And I think that's maybe what, uh, you know, kind of stuck with me so much about those albums. But um, you have a lot of Beatles albums in your collection, in your little collection. Do you have any Beatles? We, we talked a little bit about the vinyl stuff. I have Abbey Road. I have the White Album. I, pretty much everything. I mean, the Beatles, I mean, they were pretty much my gateway into music because, like, when I was a kid, um, Obviously, I would just listen to some random stuff, but really, that's that's kind of like the gateway that I had. That's cool. Um, and I, you know, Sergeant Pepper's was one of the first things I ever listened to. The album is obviously uh, masterful. And, um, Abbey Road, yeah. And and Kevin Parker again, like he gives me that same sort of vibe. And and like you said about uh, what is it? Is is it um, Jay Diller? Is that his name? Jay Diller. Jay Diller. Yeah. Yeah. So he again, Kevin Parker is a mass is a vast influence right now in the hip hop game. I mean. You see people like ASAP Rocky and Kanye and Travis. Yeah. For example, I think stuff. I think Kid Cudi. He also did stuff for Kid Cudi on his well. one, I think. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, he, a huge footprint, a huge yeah. footprint that Kevin Parker has. And again, like, Currents. I the last thing that really just boggles my mind about Currents is that yeah. you know, obviously it's a group. It's Kevin Parker and the rest, I guess. To go back what you said, that guy is awesome because he doesn't just stick to one thing. He branches out because his sound is very universal in that way. To where he can work with hip hop, he can do. Um, what do you call it alternative he can do pop stuff you know so it's just it's just um that's a really cool person to see nowadays because a lot of people say like oh like you know mainstream music is like bad and i'm I, i'm like i'm honestly not a big fan of all the stuff that you know the stuff on the radio but there are like you know if you know where to look like for example kevin parker there's people out there same thing with kevin parker kate Chinata, um which one calls it who else tyler and tyler's a really big name and he's i think i think the quality is really good but um, yeah, that's usually like a lot of old heads that are like, oh, this stuff sucks now. I mean, you just got to know where to look. That's pretty much it. That, that's, that's a really good point, I feel, because obviously when you look under like Beatles music videos or whatever, they say, oh, I wish music was back to this. I'm like, really? If you're, you just need to look, man. Like, you can't look at the top 50, be- you know, most popular songs, you know, no, and you're like, old oh, people. It really is. No, but honestly, for being honest, also people our age too that have that sort of mentality where it's like, oh, oh I'm a big fan of the Beatles and Pink Floyd, but like, there's nothing yeah. good out there right now. Listen to Tame, man. Listen to Arctic Monkeys. Listen to yeah, there's so much. There's so much stuff out there. If people um, just look the at the top fifty and see some song about a driver's license and be like, no, this stuff sucks. No, I mean, like, listen, to be like, fair to driver's license, that song's a pretty good song. And it's very depressing. It's, you know, I, I tried listening to that song because one of our uh, 
one of our friends that we know was talking about that song and like the history behind that song. It's like, I don't know. I, it's not, it's not for me, but I, I mean, I guess I see the appeal of it, but like, if you look at the top 15 be like, Oh, I see Despacito and that's like the defining the music nowadays. It's really not. I mean, that's what, I mean, that's what I mean. Like this, you know, it's like, this a lot of stuff like that out on the radio when there was like, when I just don't like that stuff at all. Just got nowhere to look. Got nowhere to look. It's usually like a lot of old, the new people that do it that are our age are just like trying to be, you know, like different, like trying to be like, ah, I, like, you know, I'm cool because I don't listen to the, I don't listen to the the main stuff. I don't listen to the man. The, the man is, no, I'm joking. But like, but then it's like for us, always the old people that are like, just like, oh, you freaking kids, you kids, <laughs> you listen to your freaking Pacito. Yeah, it's, it's always that guy with the cane that threatens to beat you with the cane if you're, like, just step foot on his freaking messed up grass in the front of his yard. But, but you know, people listen, always I, just hate on things because they're popular and they want to feel cool and different. Like, people will hate on, like, Kanye or Drake just because they're popular. Okay, they're, okay. New Kanye, don't like. Old Kanye, I like. I don't know yeah, what happened to Kanye. Kanye's a lot better than new Kanye. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Kanye, but well, he went off the rails. <laughs> He's going crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, obviously the the last album he had, what was it, Jesus is King, that was the last work he yeah, did. Yeah, that was the last thing he did. Here's the thing, I am a huge, I'm a huge, I would consider myself a really huge Kanye fan, I, I think his work, I mean, like you said, the old work he does is amazing. His, yeah. A couple albums, I mean, Colby, you wrote a review on, I mean, you consider, arguably, I mean, people say it's his best album. Um that's probably like one of the greatest albums of all time, right there. In my no, that's it's, it's listed. It's, it's listed. It's up. It's up there, like mad villainy and everything, and, do, and like yeah. which I mean, I, I completely agree with. So, like what I was saying though is like obviously with new Kanye, I mean, you also have to separate the artist from the work, right? I mean, like some people have trouble with doing that because obviously you look at what Kanye has done, like outside of his music career, and people yeah. question that, you know. And um, if you can't separate it, that's honestly I can definitely understand that because if it's an extreme example, then I, I completely understand. But new Kanye, like Jesus is King, I feel like you know even the one before that it was like seven tracks. It was uh, Yeezus. No, it wasn't Yeezus. What was it called? Yay. I, yeah. I personally liked some of the songs on that I, I album. That like album. Ghost, Ghost Town really spoke to me, but it it wasn't it wasn't anything crazy. But like Ghost Town really spoke to me, and that was like one of the best songs he's ever made. But I, I, I think I, I, that that album does mean a little bit because Kanye does go over some things he's dealing with with the with living with bipolar that album is produced pretty well so I don't have an issue with yay Jesus is king isn't as good as the rest of his work but I don't have an issue with yay I don't have any, I don't have an issue with yay either if I'm being honest when that came out I was pretty I was bummed to that like for like the next couple of days it was it was pretty good I wouldn't say it's his best work obviously it's not it's hard to compete there but it's it's not bad um, I don't have an issue with Kanye. I just he went off the rails like a lot. Like, you know, I mean, I, I mean, yes. I mean, I hope that he recovers. But like, you know, so yeah, with, with his last it. one, his last one, obviously, like, it was funny to listen to. That's for sure. When you're comparing someone to Chick Fil A, I mean, it's it's a funny song. Absolutely. Did you see? Did you see when Kanye told Chance to sit down? He yelled at him. <laughs> None of y'all saw this. See, no, okay. I, I, um, I'm the biggest Kanye fan ever, and I somehow didn't see that. And I'm going to send you an, uh, an old Kanye beat tape, like a 97. Because that was his thing. You know, that was Kanye's work ethic. I think it was for uh, three years. For three summers, he makes he made five songs a day. For three summers. And this was one of them, his 97 beat tape. And this is what I mean about old Kanye. I mean, I know I'm going back. And I know I'm, you know, I'm going back. But this, back. Is just like, but this is like insane stuff. Five beats a day for three summers. 
it's for a summer take like that's crazy that's a whole bunch of music um so i'm, I'm pretty sure that's a lyric he had in a song too i remember that his thing. that's what everybody's like five beats a day for three summers so I, so here's another hot take. Oh, that, I, I think that's from spaceships. Yeah, bro. That's what that was his work ethic when he was. Yeah, like, he, he said that he said that in it. That was a lyric in spaceships. I know that's one of my favorite. Right. Guys, guys, I need your take on this. I, I need because I, I, to me, I cannot. I have never. I could not get into Chance the Rapper. Okay. Oh, neither have I. I haven't gotten really into like I haven't listened to any of his stuff. But then I heard that hot shower thing. Was complete freaking garbage. So, real garbage. quick, let me talk about it real quick. Trash bags. I I tried listening to his first couple of, like coloring book and acid rap, like his popular stuff. I just couldn't yeah. get it. Whatever, it's not my cup of tea. Whatever. Yeah. I listened to his new album. It's garbage, in my opinion. It's garbage. That song "Hot Shower" is the best worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I love that. Like I, I ironically love that song. All I know about Chance is that are the memes of just how he like he mentioned he, he always says he loves his wife like he has to say that he loves i love my wife that's it hot show that, that whole album is that that whole album is that um, I, I mean i personally do like a few songs off of acid rap and coloring book but overall i'm not the biggest chance fan yeah i haven't honestly but i'm i'm also like a little Naive. Like Cocoa I'm, Butter Kisses is a very catchy song. You catch me listening to that. Damn, Kobe, you have a mic mic. I, like, I didn't even realize that. that. I'm not the biggest chance guy. Kobe, you have an actual mic. I didn't even realize you had an actual mic. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can't prepare today. Holy Did you buy that just for this? No, I've had oh. this for a while. Is that a Blue Yeti? Yeah. Bam. Mm. Hell yeah. Well, let's... Let's let's transfer off the topic of music because I know Zach's a big theater and film buff, so I kind of want to go into that because I know nothing about that stuff. I don't know. I don't watch movies really at all. Let's so, go. I mean, so when theater, not so much. I mean, if you want to have Marcy on to talk about musicals, then oh my god, should talk about that for an hour straight. Movies, I'm definitely into as well. Um, really, anything pop culture, movies, television shows. I I wanted to bring up one division. Cause I need, to, cause Colby. I remember Colby tweeting out. If you don't follow Colby on Twitter, it's that guy Colbs, obviously. And I think <laughs> the first couple episodes uh, of Wandavision, he said it was the worst thing he's ever watched. Oh ever. yeah, you when you dropped out, that's what he was saying. I was asking him for the movie review on Mondays, and he was like, "All my friends want to watch Wandavision. I hate." I'm just like, "Okay." So I Colby, thought it was a movie. I thought Wandavision was a movie. I didn't know it was a show. It, it's a TV show, yeah, on Disney Plus, and I need to hear. Colby's take on it because I'm because I, I, I really want to understand why because listen I I have so many criticisms about Marvel movies about the MCU specifically but I watched this and I'm just like this is very unique I need to Colby tell me why you hate WandaVision all right the first two episodes of this show were the most unfunny unentertaining most full of nothing episodes I have ever watched and that was when I tweeted it out like, it was just people saying just random crap that di- contributed nothing at all. And then a laugh track. It, it was like I was watching The Big Bang Theory, but even more confusing. Like, the, the, the episodes after that, it, it got a little bit better. And it kind of drew together a little bit after that. But those first two episodes, dude, they just give the whole show a bad rap for me. 
And I just, I couldn't bear to just sit there and watch this garbage of these two people, this like group of people just talking about like stupid things that make no sense. Like, oh, I'm going to go to work today. (laughs) And then (laughs) another laugh track after that. Just, I I can't deal with that type of thing, man. It's just disgusting. Well, damn, Kobe, tell us how you really feel. (laughs) So, here's my question to you about your criticisms to that, then. Um, Do you think that the whole show is a sitcom, or do you think... Do you think the whole show is a sitcom, is my question. During those first two episodes where I was just utterly disgusted, I was thinking that... But, I mean, once it got to, like, I think it was episode four where it kind of jumped into the whole Marvel thing where the, um, I forgot her name, but she went from the crazy, stupid laugh track world into the actual Marvel world again, and she came back in the hospital or whatever. From that point on, it was actually not that bad. But, like, those first three episodes, dude, it was terrible. So, so, I mean, episode three wasn't that bad either. I can't, like, I one and two were horrible. Because so, I've never watched WandaVision. Well, so I guess that's my point was that I, I like, I my, – my thing to you is that those first two episodes where it was just purely a sitcom thing, I, there, there's a reason why it was like that. Um, I don't think that the, the point of the show was to make a sitcom, sort of say. Like, it's it's part of, like, the larger story. And I, I haven't watched the newest episode that came out today, which I heard, like, a lot of good things about. And just saying it's kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. I, I haven't seen it. Um, but, like, obviously, the, the point of, of it is that it's supposed to be really bad. And it's supposed to be, like, like a 50s and 60s sitcom. Oh, it's supposed to be satirical, then. Satirical. Yeah. I mean, listen. So, like, satirical. that's satirical. the basis is that, you know, Vision... <laughs> Scarlet Witch are in the sitcom world and they have to live through that 50s and 60s, kind of like the tropes, you know, and stuff like that. So, yeah, they did a little bit too good of a job of making <laughs> one of those bad sitcoms to the point where I just couldn't bear sitting through it. So yeah. Like, okay, let's just, let's just get to the cool superhero. Oh. Shit. Well, that's what I put in my um my review for the for the newsletter was just like I, I think this would have served better to be a Netflix style thing where all the episodes are released. Just because like I mean you're not the only one that said that. Like I feel like people think it's just a sitcom and that's not the case. Like there's a reason why they're acting like that. So if if, if people just binge through it, they would be like, Okay, there's a reason. Uh, having people wait another the whole week to see that if that's not the case is maybe bad marketing. Yeah, like the way they did, like it, but like it was fine when they did this with the Mandalorian. It's like each episode had its own meaning, and it ended on a cliffhanger. You wait for the next week. But this type of deal, I mean, I guess it's getting to that point now. But those first two episodes just weren't the type of episodes you'd want to start that off with. Like, if you want to do this, I would have put episodes one, two, and three out just because. Three kind of just gets to the story. One and two are kind of just out there. I messed with Mandalorian, though. That was cool. And I don't really like Star Wars like that. No, yeah, I have no say in WandaVision because I don't watch. Bro, I'm watching South Park right now. Like, <laughs> I, What's no that, I mean, I-, I was watching the South Park pandemic special the other day. 
And bro, that they they hit the mark with that one. I mean, I know they got people pissed off with that episode, and they got I had they, to buy that episode because it was taken off Hulu, bro. Oh man, so, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh whatever. The, the, so the, the, um, bro, South Park been people been pissing people off for a hot minute. <laughs> so I, I don't think they're no. used to it. I, I I love I love South Park so much. I oh mean, man, it's 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 I'm, I never got into it, but my older brother, one of my no, middle brother, was super into South Park, and I was like, screw it, let me try it, bro. I'm on like season twelve, episode thirteen right now, or twelve or whatever the hell it is. It is the craziest show I've ever watched. Like, but they're so witty with it. That's the thing is that it it's not like really stupid comedy like stuff like Family Guy. Like Family Guy is dumb. I think Family Guy is stupid, but South Park like actually addresses issues in like the time frame that they because it goes back into like I think the nineties or two two thousand I don't know but like they address like every freaking issue there um and they do it in such a witty and funny way that it just it, it's such a freaking awesome show bro freaking Cartman Cartman didn't like this kid and then he he got this kid's parents killed. Chopped them up and fed it to you. That's my most. That's the my favorite freaking like like so, thing ever. It's amazing. Yeah. So the thing about South Park, I mean, I love South Park. The reason why, by the way, it's not on Hulu. It's on HBO Max right now. They got the rights for it, so it's like it's on that platform right now. Wow. I think South Park was great. Uh, family wow. Guy. Here's the thing about Family Guy, right? Is they, that they bash Family the Guy first, there too. So, so the thing about Family Guy is that the first five seasons of Family Guy, to me, honestly, are I, I think are really great. But, like, they found a formula and they stuck with it the, the yeah. next 12 seasons after that. That's, yeah, and it's it very forced. It's very stupid. And, like, it's just it's just not genuine anymore, I feel. And I don't know. And, like, and they, I don't know. Again, they rely on the pop culture. For me, South Park, they take the pop culture and put a message within it. But Family Guy doesn't do that anymore. They just yeah. say, like, oh, and they just, they, you know. Did you see you saw when it the, comes to the South Park Family Guy episode, right? When Cartman tries to get it, get it, take it off. Oh, right. No, no. Yeah. He's like, well, I, I don't like this. I, I don't like this. Yeah. No, it's oh, great. Man, like, um, but with other shows, I, I think we mentioned, like, the whole thing. So, kind of finishing my point before, like, my wife, I just kind of, you know, yeah. I hate my Wi-Fi. Um, with with WandaVision is that again, like to me, like I had so many criticisms about the MCU, but to me, I feel like WandaVision breathes a lot of fresh air into it, especially the uniqueness of this whole sitcom world and who's controlling these people and stuff like that. Mandalorian, on the other hand, I I, I like Mandalorian a lot. Don't get me wrong. I, I feel like it's a little overrated. I gotta say, I don't know if that's a hot take. Maybe it is. Um, the first season has a lot of filler episodes. Same thing with the second season. I feel like the way that the Mandalorian works is that as part of the main story of trying to find where Baby Yoda comes from or what he's about and stuff like that, excuse me, uh, Grogu is his name, I'm sorry. Um, I was still going to call him Baby Yoda a little freaking. Baby Yoda, I mean, it's pretty simple, right? It's easier. Um, It seems like he's like, okay, but before you go on this main mission, you have to go to this planet and collect something so you can bring it back so you can proceed on your mission. It's like, it's it's a lot of that. But when it, when they get on track with the main story, it's great. And that finale, that season finale was, yeah. was great. I um, mean, like, I, I don't really yeah. like Star Wars. I'm not a really, like, a big Star Wars fan, but I actually like The Mandalorian because it, and I can't get into any shows like, you know, I freaking watch, watch cartoons or fucking whatever. I'm a geek. But, like, I got into Mandalorian because it was pretty freaking like good story, but um, I think they maybe did like did that deliberately because maybe they're gonna come back to it because like a lot of people who watch that um, 
like the I don't know if you know, like the Mandalorians, like deep in like Star Wars lore. Like that's not that, like that was like a, a comic book. Like if, if you know, like that's you you Star Wars fan then, right? Believe me, I know all too well. I mean, this this goes, this goes back. I mean, they mentioned the Mandalorian. Like, if anybody's played the Knights of the Old Republic, like computer yeah. game with Star Wars <laughs> and stuff like that, so, so that's a deep cut, right? Yo, so like again, like so we've heard a lot about the Mandalore War and stuff like that, and again, yeah. so that's why I like it when they kind of delve into that whole lore of the deep Mandalorian story. And then the same and thing with like, like um when they delve into like the colors of the blades, and they, you know they had the the dark saber and every like that's super super like like in into the lore and how you know what the reason like the sith blades are red is because they tried to put more power into it and it, it's and the, the the crystals are like alive so like you know like it's it just a whole bunch of stuff like that but um i thought that was really cool but maybe they're doing maybe they're leaving fillers to come back to it kind of like how they did in like adventure time because i know like a lot of people hate adventure time but like it at the end it all everything adds up all the little crazy stuff adds up so maybe they're doing something like that but i, don't here's know. A, here's, I haven't here's, watched it yet oh you haven't watched it yet okay. i don't have disney plus so i had to bunk it for my friend for my friend <laughs> <laughs> no so when when you watch season two i mean listen the first episode of season two was great and then the next like two or three episodes are just like because here's the thing you can have filler episodes if they if they contribute to the main story if they contribute to the lore of the story itself to me, the, the Mandalorian in season two does not. Um, and there's a lot of episodes like where like I really didn't care, and I just wanted them to get to the point already, you know. So yeah. th- that, that that was just me. And again, the first season has that as well. Um, but yeah, when it comes to Star Wars, I mean, listen, I, I'm a geek as well. We could talk about. It. So when it, it's funny you bring up Adventure Time, you know, because obviously this is the entertainment pod. We oh, talk, that's I mean, one of my cartoon. favorite shows. So here's the thing: I obviously I grew up watching Cartoon Network, right? That was obviously yeah. one one of the couple channels that I watched when I was it was like, freaking Adventure good. Adventure Time. My mind. Yes, I have to. I hate to say, but Adventure Time was one of the ones right when it was on. I turned the channel. Here's why. Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. Like when I watched it, I'm like, okay, I can see why people are into this. It, it's it's very creative. It's unique. I just don't know. I, I I would have rather watch other other Cartoon Network shows. Like I was a huge regular show guy. Like I, mm, I regular I shows. Good. Show. I went back. I went back to binge. Well, I went back to binge. Like I remember. I remember Adventure Time and Regular Show were the last two things when I watched. Cause I don't watch TV no more. But like with the last two things that I was was watching when I was like you know actually kind of a little kid and Cartoon Network started to kind of phase off. Um, because, you know, now they're starting to bring old stuff back. Like, they're bringing Samurai Jack back. They're bringing, like, a whole bunch of other mm-hmm. stuff back. But but I don't know if I want them to, because I don't want them to mess it up. Whatever, that's another tangent. But um, but Adventure Time, I just liked how it was, like, it was just a, like, it just matched my weirdness. I loved it. Like, it was, like, a perfect thing for me. But, I, it, you know, I it was kind of, like, um bits and pieces there. So, like, I had to go back and, and binge it. And I didn't finish it yet because I'm gonna be too sad when it ends. <laughs> I didn't finish it because I know it's gonna give it's gonna be sad. But um, no, like that's what I could say. Like I know a lot of people when I bring it up, like, damn, you really like that? And I was like, yeah, man, like it's awesome. Like you haven't, you don't know what happens here. Like no, I stopped at like the beginning. But that's the whole point. You stopped in the beginning, and it it seems really random and crazy because it is. But towards the end, it actually like makes a lot more sense. Like it's very intricate. I really, I really, it's like one of my favorite shows like that. So, so Chloe, I want to get your thoughts on this too. But what, what I think there's a stigma with an, with animated anything. Oh, like, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. There's there's a stigma that like because when people say like oh you like Adventure Time you like anime you like well because I don't watch anime but I've heard that before like yeah you know 
when you watch this, oh, what are you a kid? Like, really? Like, if you watch some of these animes, when you watch some of these shows, they really do have adult themes, you know, kind of like that. And Samurai Jack, by the way, I, I love Samurai Jack. Samurai Jack's amazing. Um, Got to get back, back to yeah. The yeah. And the, each Jack. of these cool. animated shows, this has like a um, their own way of portraying some type of emotion or issue or any type of like problem in some kind of artistic uh form and i have a lot of respect to all the people who make these like like anime shows or just like any of these types of shows like they convey adult messages in that type of way and i think it's a really really good art form for sure so um i I do agree there and the stigma around it is kind of uh bs in my opinion so it's, it's, um, it's heavy stigma. It's a, there's a lot of stigma around it, even because you know I've been I've been watching it like freshman year and everything, and I know like a lot of people usually associate it with you know the weird kids or or you know with other stuff that I'm not gonna say, but you know I think you know what I mean. Um, but it's not just I, I guarantee you like for example like Teen Titans that was a huge thing. That's one of my favorite shows. That's that's I an animation I guess because I guess it was Western style, but um but like Teen Titans is amazing. Um, all the cartoons is kind of an anime kind of animation type of thing, but, um, well, to me, I mean, when it, I listen, cause obviously, I mean, you, you guys talk to me, not only am I a huge, um, I'm just a nerd in general, right? I love superheroes and stuff like that. So when I was a kid and I watched Teen Titans, I was blown away. Yes. I never, cause, cause at the time I watched like the justice league animated show, which is great by the way, but Teen Titans. Oh I yeah, bro. All that stuff, all that stuff. You just said the justice league, the Batman, like when Batman was so, on. You know what I'm about to say. We're on the same level here. (laughs) Batman, the animated series, like, and listen, I'm listen. I know Kobe knows this all too well, right? I'm a huge Batman fan, but like, to me, Batman animated series, Batman the animated series is like one of the best animated shows of all time, in my opinion. Like, it's the way that again, you you talk about a kid show, you play Batman animated series, and like again, like adults love that show. There's there's a reason. I mean, oh yeah. So with Teen Titans. So with so with Teen Titans, right? When I was a kid, I, I this was a whole new animation style that I really have never seen before. Yep, and yep. again, mixes not only like the Justice League style, the the Bruce Tim style, but also mixes that anime, like you know, like you said. Uh, and I thought that was great. So oh my god, it, but, it was amazing. It, it was like each character. Um, that was the basis of the thing. Each character had like their main enemy and everything. With Raven, it was her father because she he wanted her to rule like the underworld, like you know, take over the earth. With Robin, Trigon, it, was, yeah. it was Slade. Yeah. Um, with um, Cyborg, it was I forgot the the other. It was like the other crew who was kind of evil, but then they turned kind of good. Um, I think it was uh, Hive. I think it was. yes, it was Hive. It was Hive. And then I forgot Beast Boy. I forgot what Beast Boy's was because oh. I can't remember if they did Beast Boy actually. I I used to I, love I, this show, but I have like no recollection of anything. I think that's just oh my man. It, it, I thought it, it was a girl. I thought it was a blonde girl. I, she did yes, though. yes, that's who it was. It was it was um it was this. I, she, I think she had like it was like Raven. She had telekinetic powers. She had yeah. telekinetic powers type stuff, and then she got fro- she got um frozen in stone. She she got frozen right. in stone, and there was a whole thing with that. Yeah, that's what it was. So like, and so far, was his sister, and then which is great. And then obviously Robin was Deathstroke. Deathstroke is such a huge character. Oh my god, Deathstroke is freaking awesome. Yep. Deathstroke is awesome. And obviously he's going to be in like future live action movies so it's going to be great. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean Teen Titans, that's one of the pinnacles of Cartoon Network back then 100%. in my opinion. But, I mean not even just um, that. I'm talking about like Courage the Cowardly Dog type stuff or like Code, like that, like all that thing like Codename Kids Next Door, like that was 
the golden period or like Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. Like, I mean, that was just me because I grew up on that stuff. Like, Ed and like all that stuff. And then, um, you just said my favorite one, by the way. Ed, 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 Ed and Eddie. Eddie is Ed, Ed and Eddie. Amazing. Like, personally for me. I love that. Amazing. Show. It's it's Courage and like Teen Titans and stuff. I mean, like, I can't, I honestly can't pick one just because I grew as a up kid, like, as a kid, Courage, Courage, Courage scared me as a kid yeah. for a little bit. So it took me a couple more years, but like that show is awesome as well. I mean, bro, it was just like, I, I, it's, it's, it scared me, but I couldn't stop watching it. And like, <laughs> bro, Saturday cartoons was just like my freaking thing. Like, I, like it was the same thing, like with Looney Tunes or like baby Looney Tunes on Boomerang type stuff. Like, like that's what I grew up with when I wasn't like, you know, doing like baseball or, or doing something. If I was inside, I was watching the, the cartoons and it was just you know, part of growing up, part of being, like, of our childhood and everything, so, like, it really kind of, I'm just, like, it doesn't make me mad when people say anything with anime because I know who I is, so it's, like, I don't really care what other people think, so, but it's, like, there is a huge stigma with it, which I wish wouldn't be, like, built up with it, because people should just give it a try, like, give it a try, pick, like, I usually, if I put someone on, like, I put someone on, like, really good stuff, like, I don't put them on Naruto because it's super long, and a lot of people don't want to sit through that stuff unless you're like, I grew like, up all Naruto. The flashbacks on Naruto are so annoying for me. Well, bro, no, well, like that's what makes it like the best because I grew up watching Naruto on Cartoon Network, and that, and then, and then I, you know, I as like in high school, I rewatched like the entire thing, Naruto Shippuden. I haven't gotten to the movies yet, but like, like all that stuff. Um, and then, and then I usually put them on like Cowboy Bebop or Samurai Champloo. Um, because those are like two masterpieces that are well. Listen, Ellie. Then I have a question for you. Then because obviously you know. my, my my close friends they tell me really literally every day we talk like whether on Discord like playing or games yeah. or something. You tell me you need to watch Attack on Titan. Oh, um, and okay. and recently I I guess there's like a new season out right and yeah. And again, like literally every time an episode is out, I literally see like even JP Acasa, who were, you know, who's the business manager for the UP right now, yeah. he tweets all the time about it, saying like every episode is the best episode, it's the best anime of all time. I have you first of all, Elliot, have you watched it and yeah, what's okay. the about it? Okay, so it's like so like the the thing is, one, I love that little reporter kind of style you did it. It was just super fluid. Um, but second, B, um, the what do you call it? Attack on Titan, I haven't watched recently. Because I pace myself with animes because I like watch such hardcore animes like Neon Genesis Evangelion, which really messed me up. But that's another masterpiece right there. Um, but no, Attack on Titan's a good watch for sure. I, I'm not gonna, you know, I know there's a lot of I know there's like a lot of what do you call it? Talk about it being one of the best animes. I think it's very good. Um, I just think, you know, the like throwing the this is the best or that's the best is very hard to do because you know it's subjective. So, you know, you're just kind of being an art, like a battle, like, no, this is better. No, this is better. But um, it's definitely a good watch. 100%. I was, I, the way I kind of watch stuff is I binge it. So like, I get really, I feel like it's kind of like when you read a book, like a really good book and you just can't stop reading and you feel like you're immersed in the story. You know what I mean? You ever get that feeling where you, oh, yeah. like, you feel like you're with the characters kind of like lingering over them and being in every moment. Like, you know, you just, you feel like you're there. And that's how I feel like when I watch the anime is because I binge them and I, I really build up, you know, this connection with the characters and everything. And it's just like Attack on Titan was one of them because it was new. It was like the first, um, I remember for me, anime that was just kind of like crazy, like gory and action packed. And I really like that kind of stuff. But um, that was like the first one that kind of exposed me to it. So I was like, like, holy smokes, like this is so sick. Like they got these people 
who just freaking have these um this ODM gear. That's the name of the gear that they use to you know fly up and, and slice the necks of the Titans. I'm like, yo, they have this ODM gear and everything, and they slice these huge monsters. Like that's so dope. And I'm just like, I gotta watch it. And then um, and then I kind of just stopped just because when I, I finished like I think when I watched it, season two or season one was out. So it was like a while back. Um, but no, it's it's definitely worth the watch. It's 100% worth the watch. It's really good. It's very good. Well, because for, for me, obviously, like, I've never watched anime, like, an ounce of my, in my life. Um, oh, yeah. I would, so, you, know, you know, to be honest, what I usually do is I start people out with Cowboy Bebop. Because it's, like, that, that, that's one of my, fi- I got, like, top five or top six, and that's one of my, that's one of them. Just because, like, that character, that cast is legendary. The, you, know, the, you know, you know, the guy who voices Spike, you know, he's the main character. He, he, he voices Dempsey in, in Cod Zombies. No way. Yeah. Yeah, that guy's like oh. extremely famous. So like, you already know it's a great voice, like you know, um, acting cast. And just on top of like the fact that it's a, just a great story in general, it's only twenty four episodes or twenty six, something around there. So it's not too long. So that's what I usually give people because I just know they're gonna like that. Like what, like, like whether it's your first watch or you know the twentieth, you're gonna like it. So I would recommend you watch that first for sure, because that's like an old school type of you know. Um, it's a 90s anime, but it's just freaking amazing. So like, <laughs> well, Kobe, let me ask you a question. Have you ever watched anime, or are you just like me, where you've never watched at all? The only anime I've watched was Naruto, and like I was starting to like it because I, it, like it was it's really really good. But the only issue was I always got confused when the flashbacks happened at the beginning of every episode. I'm like, wait, I already, I just watched this shit. What episode am I watching? I'm like, what the fuck? So like, yeah. I don't think it was made to be binged because like I I'd binge it and I'm like okay what the fuck's going on I thought I'd just watch this or like I I saw this before what's going on so like that kind of confused me and threw me off but I I need to set a to- aside some more time to kind of watch some stuff and uh, get into it with it it was a good show but I just kind of like when I was watching it. I really didn't watch it the right way. Yeah. And I kind of got annoyed by the flashbacks. There, there's there's like obviously certain ways to watch certain animes. I, you probably didn't even know there was a filler list, a filler and a canon list. So you're probably watching fillers intermixed with the canons. And um, what do you call it? So it's like, because I pull up, like, if I'm going to dive deep into like an anime, like a show, like an anime, it's usually anime. I'll pull up, I'll pull up like the filler and canon list that way. The first time I watch it, if I watch it again, or if I even finish it, um, I can go back the second time and watch the fillers if I want to. But um, no, and Naruto has a whole boatload of like like the transition from Naruto to Naruto Shippuden is like um, like there's a it's just a thing. It's like it's like seasons of fillers, like um, kind of the same thing with Dragon Ball, which I couldn't get into by the way. I can't get into Dragon Ball, um, but yeah, like it's just. You should give it another try, but I don't know if you should get be if that should be your first thing because it is like a really really long watch, and it's been it's binge if you're like me who like who's like that's my one of my all time favorite shows because I grew up watching it like I collected the cards and everything like, like I, you know what I mean so, but um no it's good. So what is uh anime that would you say would be like a good first one? Oh, I would I would want. To like, you know, because I kind of want to get the stigma out. So I hope a lot of people listen to this <laughs> and, 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 and actually try to, you know, 
a lot of people should just go and, and do stuff, you know, open-minded and not shoot stuff down so easily, whether it's music, film, or, or, you know, just a show, you know, you don't know what you're going to like. And you don't know if what people, you know, the rumors behind the stuff is true. You know what I mean? And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. But, um, so I hope people actually listen to this. <laughs> I would 100% say, um, Cowboy Bebop and Samurai Champloo. You cannot go wrong with those two. Um, that rhyme. <laughs> no, you can't go wrong with those two um shows because they're just like whether you're a fan of anime or not, you can't deny that it's not like put together extremely well. Um, like I said, Samurai Champloo was one from what he one of my the reason why I watched it was because one of my heroes, another one of my heroes, Nujibes, made the soundtrack for it, and it's an insane soundtrack. Um, but then I just got captivated with with you know um how amazing it is so i i knew like a lot of hype was around it so i was like oh let me see if it's really that good but yeah it's the same thing as bebop it's like 20 something episodes nothing crazy um and yeah i think that either one it'll be fine either one you'll like yeah that's what i've heard i mean so and i and i hate when by the way like you said that there's like a there's like a filler list and a canon list like yeah the, the same works and this is why i cannot get into the show i'm a huge star wars fan but like the clone wars animated television show everybody talks about it. Oh like yeah. That. Yeah. But the series, when you go on Netflix or wherever it's available, I guess Disney plus at the moment, it's not an order, you know? And Oh really? It's, it's literally not an order. Damn, um, Netflix got to go and step up their game, son. Well, here's the thing. It's not even Netflix fault. It's literally like star Wars fault. They, they, oh, really? when they, when they released the episodes, they were not in order. There's literally a list made by star Wars. It's on their website <laughs> that has it in order. And you have to be thinking, like, why didn't you just do this in the first place? Like, I honestly don't even get it. And whatever the reasoning is, it's stupid. And I don't even know what it is. I just, I can already tell it's stupid. So yeah. it's, it's like, you know, again, but I've heard a lot of good things about it and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, I, I really guess let's don't go ahead. Like you know, when a show or a, like a movie or anything makes me do extra work. Like, I just want to sit down, watch it, enjoy it. I don't want to have to do extra work to try to watch it. <laughs> Like, I, I well, here's the thing with movies, chill, bro. I'm not trying to do all that. I mean, I, the difference. I, I'm fine. I'll go, 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 go ahead. No, I was gonna say like the difference between a movie and a television show. Like you said with Naruto, like there's like however so many filler episodes. Oh yeah. In true. a movie, I, like when you have filler in a movie or exposition or whatever, sometimes it can get very drawn out. Like, and you have a, you have a, a, cer- a certain amount of time to convey the message or the or just convey the movie yeah with, and obviously people go three hours but usually like uh, like a serviceable time is 90 minutes to two hours you have to fit as much information as you can you, there's no time for fillers which is why yeah, i guess no. to me like i prefer movies but television shows can you know again we're in pretty much the golden age of television i want to say because like you know when you have shows like breaking bad and game of thrones despite that final season but when you have those types <laughs> of you know when you have this type of you know shows and you know whatever it's like these mean as just as much as movies do at, at this point in time absolutely oh, um, for sure for sure i i i agree with you yeah and absolutely obviously movies are kind of weird nowadays because obviously with the pandemic and different streaming platforms are kind of releasing the movies now like hbo max is releasing movies as long with a theater release like they did it with wonder woman and they're gonna do it with like king kong versus godzilla which i'm really excited to see um oh, yeah man i want to see all that i don't know if you played the game there was a ps2 game of like the godzilla game with like mothra and all and, like mecha godzilla and all that i really hope I, yeah it was sick they i really hope they kind of like add some of those characters in but 
No, I agree with you. The, the, I want to go back to the Clone Wars thing, though. That It's funny you say that because, like, I would have thought you would watch, have, like, wanted to watch it because there's a a whole bunch of other lore that's in there that, um, what do you call it, like, the original movies didn't cover and The Mandalorian doesn't cover. Like, like for example, Darth Maul, when he got cut in half um, and goes down that pit in, I forgot, I don't, don't tell me, I don't know the, I don't know the name. Episode but, one. Episode, episode one. one yeah and and like everything is so skewed bro like with the movie timing and everything like something like already happened but then some like ep- like it could be the fourth movie but then it's like in the past like I, like whatever that confuses me but um i'm just taking for example the darth maul thing when he gets cut in half in episode one um that's kind of it you, and like for the rest of the movies you don't find like you don't know what happened like darth maul is dead but in the in the shows if you know where i'm going with this you find out that he is living there off the rats and off of everything and kind of becomes like a robot, a cyborg in a way. Um, and like a spider, like a cyborg spider. And um, there's all this stuff. So it's kind of like, like super for like Star Wars fans. Cause you know, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but um, I would have thought you would definitely like have watched it. Here's the thing, man. If I have to look up online a list of how to watch the show, then I mean, like, you already lost me. I mean, again, you know, by the way, I mean, just I, I don't want to plug it, but I do a, a you know, a, like a nerd podcast with Jacob Brown, who's at our radio. So, I mean, it works. Um, he he was telling me you have to watch it. I'm like, I don't want to do extra work, you know, pull up a website and, and have to watch it. It's just oh, man, it's I don't mind doing that. But one day I will. And I know, again, they have another show called Rebels and it, it does in there yeah. as well. And obviously, yeah. we, we can get into the prequels because here's the thing: like, obviously, the prequels are you know they're not the best, right? Obviously, yeah. we're putting it lightly. Uh, no, episode three is amazing. Episode three, well, I wouldn't say amazing, but it's definitely the strongest. It's actually <laughs> it's not a bad movie. The second one is awful. It's the worst Star Wars movie, in my opinion. The first one's just boring. Even um, worse than the one. Like, I like episode like... two because it follows around Padme. Okay, that's. I'm sorry. Good, not a bad point, but still, that movie sucks. Um, but yeah. But wait, wait, wait. So, so even you don't think the one with Jar Jar Binks is the worst one? That's what I heard was like the worst one was the one with Jar Jar. So freaking Jar Jar Binks, son. Here's the thing with Jar Jar Binks. He's he's an awful character, right? Obviously. <laughs> um, but he's also in the second movie, so it's fine. You know, again, he's very more he's more prone in the first movie, that's for sure. But the first movie, at least it has that Darth Maul lightsaber battle at the end, and the score by John Williams is great. Oh yeah. The rest, yeah. the rest is boring, you know. But here's the one thing I'll give to the prequels is that the obviously the original trilogy that came out in the 70s and the 80s, uh, it was great. It was a great surface level trilogy, but the prequels did build off of the lore of Star Wars. It was the yeah. first type of thing where we saw like, oh, there's a past to this. There's mm-hmm. there's a whole Jedi like religion that dates back to whenever. That's the only thing I'll give to the prequels. The movies are bad. The third ones, you know, it, the third one is the strongest. And the sequel trilogy, we can just you know, um, I I'm not a big hater, and I, there's a lot of big haters of the sequel trilogy. I don't mind it. They're just whatever movies. Am I? There's yeah. a lot of there, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but Mandalorian, I mean, it's, it seems like they're doing good with all these new TV shows that are coming out. Like they're gonna do an Ahsoka show. That's good. They're doing. They're bringing back Ewan McGregor and and Hayden Christensen for Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader. It's gonna be, it's oh gonna be snap! Really? Yeah, that's me a new TV show. And again, I'm. Uh, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. Uh, I have a lot smoke. of faith. Um, but yeah, it, a lot of misopportunities with. This can you? Can you? And this is what I mean about like the stigma. With like, this is a perfect example. Remember, you, in, when when did Star Wars start? Seventies, eighties. Nineteen seventy-seven was the release of the 
very first one. 70s. Bro, if you watched that and liked that back then, you were considered the biggest nerd, right? Or geek. And now it's one of the coolest things. And that's the, that's the, that's the best way I can relate it to like anime now. Because anime, you know, obviously now, I guess like it's starting to get bigger and I guess less um, stigmatized, which is kind of cool. But um, that's all I can say. It's like usually the, the uncool stuff ends up being really cool um, at the end when people hop on that wagon. But like that's a, um, that's a good point actually because like you yeah. know I feel like like you I feel like anime is getting there because that's it seems like like even when you look at like I try I hate to bring up sports but a lot of sports guys when oh you yeah see, they, come, they come up in um Schuster right he's a big exactly, one exactly like a lot of guys just come up in like Dragon Ball gear and, and yeah. just, like, Attack on Titan stuff so I mean again it's getting bigger and it's like people use it but it gets annoying when people use it like as a personality trait when they say oh yeah. I like the Marvel yes. movies you know yeah. or Star Wars movies you know. Um, the worst types but, of people yeah. are the people who use the, the fact that they like The Office as a personality trait. Yeah, that's a big one. Um, I, I'll tell you what, because here's the thing. When I first watched The Office, before like the whole meme with that started or whatever. There's a, way, there's um, a meme about it? What the hell? Well, I'm the like, meme is that like people use it as a personality trait, like Colby said or whatever. Really? Um, Damn. Yeah, what about- pretty much. I mean, I, I mean it, it's exaggerated, obviously, but you know, it is what it is. Like what? Like hello, show. my name's Elliot. I watched The Office. Bam, like that, like so, like like that. Listen, man, I, I've like, watched The Office seventeen times. Oh, I mean, here's the what? thing, right? Like The Office has gotten less funny because of those type of people. It's kind of sad because like the first like four or five seasons of The Office to me are great, and then when Steve Carell like leaves, it's not that good. That's when I stopped watching it. That's when I stopped. Exactly when I stopped watching it. I I couldn't. I couldn't I mean, handle that guy do, like doing stuff. Obviously, Dwight and Jim and Pam are great characters, but like Steve Carell. By the way, I mean Steve Carell is one of the best in the business right now. But like yeah. he's he makes he really made that show. Um, well, and no. obviously, people use that as a personality trait. Which I mean, if you like the show, you like the show, man. Whatever, be be a nerd about The Office, you know. Yeah. But, um, but not if you just try to use it as like a thing, like how people do with anime or Star Wars, like you know th- that kind of thing, like in that. Also, way. it gets annoying when people. Like if they like if they think they're like uh, I don't know like a part of film Twitter or something or they they feel like since they you know like the whole stigma with like oh I'm I'm in my major is film so I know oh yeah why. like I'm an artist like I I so, think so obviously <laughs> because I major in film I know more than you like no you don't bro like here's the thing like here's my ideology with it everybody has the same valid opinion it's all on the same level if yeah, you don't have a it's all subjective and here's the thing just because you have a film you know, just because you're a film major doesn't mean that your opinion is more valid than anybody else's, you yeah, know, and ignorant as hell. Um, yeah. And, and again, like if you think something bad and I think something's good, then like, there's no objective thing with it. You know what I'm saying? No, you know, exactly. so. And that's, you know, that's a, you, it's funny you bring that up because nowadays, especially people, you know, younger, like our age, usually if, if someone's opinion differs from another's opinion, a lot of people just end up saying, Oh, I hate that person because you know, they don't see my way. Like, yo, what the hell? So, like, now we can't, we come up in a time where it's because we have, di- like, differing ideologies or opinions. We can't, like, you know, still be cool with one another or, like, be friends. Like, like what the hell? It's just yeah, weird. Yeah. That's funny you bring so that you up. See that a lot of, you see that a lot nowadays. Obviously, when it comes to, like, political stuff, then it gets a little tricky, right? But we're just talking yeah. about art. We're just talking yeah. about, like, movies and stuff like that, obviously. Yeah, um, like, I don't, but you're I don't right. get the whole thing where people, like, if you just hate on something they like, they kind of just throw you out. But like we're people, we're made to have different opinions, and I think it's good that we all get to sit here and talk and share what we think. But uh, I think we've reached a good stopping point for today's episode. But we'll see you guys next week. 
Uh, you can guy you can find us um on Twitter. I am uh, you can find me Colby Guy at that guy Colbs on Twitter or at Colby Guy on Instagram. And then you guys just shout your stuff out real quick before I wrap it up. Um, all right, yeah, you could you could find um you can find me Elliot Rodriguez on Twitter um at Erod Writes um and then on Instagram um at Elliot you know E L L I O T Y A K N O W Elliot you know that's me on Instagram. So you can find me on Twitter at Zach Weinberger Zach with an H W E I N B E R G E R. Uh, we, obviously we, we all write for the University Press UPressOnline.com obviously. Um. Have a couple of pods, the nerd pod too. You can find it on Twitter. We just talk about nerd stuff, like we were just doing a little bit here. Uh, a pro wrestling pod with JP. A lot of it. A pro. I have a pro wrestling pod with JP Acosta, business manager for the UP uh, at Yell underscore Cell. You can find us there. So a lot of stuff we're doing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be on here. Listen, if you guys want me on more, then I'm I'm happy to be on. So. Yeah, man. It's good. Yeah. Hey, and and to everybody out there, if anybody actually listens, <laughs> um. Contact you can there's um our contact info is on the UP what do you call it website yeah it's at uh, you press so, info on our staff page yep and if, if you, you have anything for us, let us know but um you can find us on social media at you press online if you're interested in following what the UP does or if you want to hear our other podcasts we have a sports podcast that airs on Wednesdays at twelve o'clock here on our radio. And we'll have a news podcast that airs on Tuesdays at 12 on our radio. So there's more from us here, but um, it's been nice talking with y'all and we'll see you next week.